North South Connection. We are back once again, back to back, at least for me at least, with another edition of Viewer's Choice. And I am joined finally once again. Third I can't I can't do three episodes in a row without my road <laughs> dog. My main man, Marcus, one half of WWE War here on the No So. Marcus, how are you? I think if I miss three in a row, I I lose branding rights. I'm off I'm off the marquee. That's very true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you to everybody who uh filled in. Thank you, Brett DJ, thank you, Ryan. Um yeah. Uh tough week, you know, just regular family stuff, people being sick, yada yada, and then uh making towns last night. So um yeah, excited to be back. And uh man, what an eventful twenty four hours or so we've had. Um across professional wrestling as a whole. Uh, a lot of news, um, a lot of happenings, but the main thing we're here to cover is uh, AEW tonight, man. That's right. AEW All Out. Uh, we are a week removed from, quote unquote, the biggest wrestling event in history, mm-hmm. um, whether there's hyperbole or not, whether you whether you believe or not believe WWE figures and whether or not Tony Khan's I don't believe Tony Khan's lying about his accurate his accuracy he is a numbers guy but uh AEW had a uh, big shoes to fill and it's kind of crazy that both of their largest events for the month are having a big cloud that looms over them in in the way of CM Punk um this is not a CM Punk podcast. We're not going into the fallout from All In. We're not going into any of that. Um, if you want to hear our thoughts on that, check us out over at Final Wrestling Place over on the soon to be named network. Uh, but this is strictly for your must watch, your must skip, and your MVP of the All Out event in Chicago proper. Uh, Chicago, Illinois, in the United Center. Marcus, I know it's been a little while since you've done one of these things. Uh, do you have the spoiler-free card in front of you? Yeah, let's see if the old man still got it. Let's uh, see. Of course, here, here we happening, go, like you said, uh, from Chicago, Chicago, Illinois, in the house that Jordan built, the United Center. Uh, we had a pre-show battle royal on the kickoff show. Well, it's not the kickoff show. What do they call it? Zero Hour. Zero Hour. Uh, zero Hour. Uh, it was the over budget charity battle royal where the winner uh, got $50,000 to donate to a charity of their choice. Uh, we then had the show proper. Uh, oh, no, excuse me. We had uh, two more matches on the pre show. We had uh, Sheeta, Willow Nightingale, and Sky Blue taking on Athena, Mercedes Martinez, and Diamante. And then we also had the uh, World Trios tag team title match as the acclaimed. Uh, look to defend against Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, and Jay Lethal. Uh, and then on the show proper, uh, we had the ROH World Tag Team title match of Better Than You, Bay Bay, taking on the Dark Order. Uh, for the ROH World Television Championship, Shane Taylor challenging Samoa Joe. For the A&W TNT Championship, uh, not my champion, Luchasaurus, defending against Darby Allin. Um, Miro taking on Powerhouse Hobbs. For the AWTBS Championship, Ruby Soho challenging Chris Statlander. In the no disqualification strap match, Ricky Stocks takes on Brian Danielson. 
In a tag team match, we've got the Black Bull Combat Club of Claudio Casagnoli and Wheeler Yuta facing Eddie Kingston and Shibata. We had Kenny Omega taking on Takeshita in a grudge match. In an eight-man tag team match, the Bull Club Gold took on uh, FTR and the Young Bucks. And in the main event of the evening, Orange Cassidy defended his AEW International Championship against John Moxley. Um, and I'm just going to put your feet right to the fire. What do you have that's must watch or must skip? Main event, baby. Must skip, right? No, no. must watch. <laughs> Get out of here. Must watch. Um, For personal reasons and and private reasons, like personal and public reasons. Yeah. This match rocked. This this match rocked. Um, you know, Orange Cassie, somebody I've had the pre- pleasure of knowing for a little bit. Um, but But putting that aside... It's so awesome to see an organic title run, um, an organic build, somebody who started out in the company as a punchline coming out of bathroom stalls, hiding out underneath the ring, trunks of cars. Um, and you looking you looking forward to that one moment of the night where Orange Cassidy pops up somewhere unexpectedly. Um, and to see that evolution of the character, uh, in the ring, out of the ring to main eventing one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year, uh, all in being a featured player of, um, of, of all in and then of all out. It's, uh, it's super cool. And this match rocked. And if this title run was going to end, to me, John Moxley was the guy to do it all along. Um, I'm of the opinion, with as well as his title run went, um, and as over as Orange Cassidy continues to get, you weren't going to make anybody by them beating Orange Cassidy. The making comes with whoever beats the guy who beat Orange Cassidy for the title. Um, Orange Cassidy got made even more so with this title win, uh, and then with the title loss. Um, those are my thoughts on the match, man. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic match. Um, when the company kind of had their back up against the wall, uh, for a number of circumstances, um, they put out, in my opinion, and absolutely no shade to anybody else. Um, but I think they're two most consistent performers of the last calendar year, the last two years, the last three years. Um, they put out their two guys. Uh, you want to call them aces. You want to call them cornerstones of the company, whatever it is you want to call them. Uh, they put out their two guys. Those are the two guys right there as far as I'm concerned in AEW. Their best bad guy and their best good guy. And they went out there, they did the thing, they tore it down. Yeah, you're you're absolutely correct. Um, Orange Cassidy is having a very sneaky good 2023. Um, he has, of course, you know, held the title for 320 some odd days. There's You can't question John, what John Roxley means to AEW. He's not he's not one of the original elite, but he is AEW. 
he's probably more AEW than a lot of other guys that's on the roster that were a part of that original group. I mean, I can't imagine what that roster would look like if you had everyone except John. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could lose Hangman Page tomorrow, but if you have John Moxley, it's still AEW. You could lose Kenny Omega tomorrow. It would suck. But as long as you had John Moxley, John Moxley's like the constant. Whenever something got into hot water with AEW, it was John. You know, with the last time the CM Punk stuff came up, it was John. During the pandemic, it was John. Um, and now you need somebody believable, somebody credible to finally put an end to Orange Cassidy's title reign. It's John. Um, selfishly, I wanted OC to win this. Um, I, I definitely wanted to see what long tight what a longer title run would look like. Hey, you're talking to the two guys who are all here for super long title reigns. Yep. Don't end it. What would what would happen if you just don't stop? Right. Yep. Just keep going. Um, but with OC uh doing the honors, passing the title on John Moxley, there's only one place to go for Orange Cassidy, and that's upward. Yep. Um, also, this is a big step for the international championship. Um, the international title, there was a lot of, there was probably some debate or question as to like what the pecking order of titles are in AEW, right? Yeah, for a while. With WWE, you know, world title, intercontinental title, WWE title, US title, that's the lineage. Mm-hmm. But with AEW, you have. The TB at the TNT championship as well. And the TNT championship came well before the all Atlantic international championship. Mm-hmm. Now that that TNT title absolutely falls to that third level. That's your starter belt. That is your TV, that's your TV championship. Truly. Yeah. Truly the TV championship and that international championship that is your United States championship leading to the big gold, the big title, the triple B held by Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I couldn't agree more. Um, this match is must watch. Um, I'll even piggyback and go another must watch. What you got? You know, for a match that was as cold as cold matches could be. American Dragon Daniel Bryan Danielson, true brother, and absolute Ricky Starks put on a masterpiece. If any other card, this would have been match of the night, right? And it's it's crazy, like for a for a card that literally got built Wednesday, yeah, on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. This card over delivered from top to bottom. Sure, there's some typical fare that we'll talk about of things that maybe must skip, but I think their big four matches, there are four big matches on this card, and I think all four of them are exceeding expectations for me. Um, but we're talking about the strap match. Um, this just in, Brian Danielson, really good at this pro wrestling thing. Who knew? Who knew? Um, absolute Ricky Starks. Also, a dog really good at this pro wrestling thing. Yeah. 
Um, I liked how they worked well together for, I think this is their first, first meeting ever. I think so. Um, I want more immediately. I need follow up. <laughs> um, but it's kind of crazy that like their first match is a yappa pie strap match double juice double double color they both love the business with their whole heart no question about it yeah that's right um we got to see the steamer uh make eye contact with that redhead in the front row kind of weird <laughs> not sure what the dreamer was doing <laughs> the steamer was he was he was ready he was steaming, baby. where's vicky he was steaming <laughs> um uh, but uh neither needless to say this match rocked Dude, dude's rock match. Yeah, big um, time. Absolutely, so good. Um, I, I, it's just, it's what you expect. Like a lot of people have lately, like best in the world gets thrown out a lot mm-hmm. with wrestlers, and then you forget that Brian Danielson still walks and talks and lives and breathes on this earth. Rolls off the couch and does that. He just, you know, I just casually broke my arm, beat the best wrestler of Japan, and now I'm back in my first match as a strap match. And I'm just going to, you know, casually remind everyone, yo, I'm that guy. Everybody else who's best in the world is second place. They can wait. They can line up and then I'll put them down. That's Kenny Omega. That's Kanosuke Takeshita. That's. John Moxley, that's Orange Cassidy. Line them all up in AEW. And I'll still take, I think I'll take Brian Danielson as the best wrestler in AEW and borderline the world. It's, yeah, it's, it's tough to it's, say. It's a hard point to, to argue. Especially, and this is a topic we've talked about before, maybe not on Viewer's Choice, but definitely over on Final Wrestling Place. The bar for good wrestling is extremely high in 2023. Like, in order to be showcased on television or on mainstay product on any of your major promotions, you have to be at least a bar level of good that in the 80s would have made you one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, Brian Danielson. And and few others operate on such a higher level than what is baseline good, which used to be all time great. It's not hyperbole. It's just the trans. It's like talking about any sport. Right. It's the basketball. Right. Basketball. You can take. I'm pretty sure you could take any of like your your all-star players right now in the NBA and you can move them to the eighties and they're putting up gaudy numbers. Same goes with, I think baseball may be the only exception to the rule Mm -hmm. because baseball is pretty much the exact same sport. It's been dating back a hundred years, except pitchers throw nastier stuff. Yeah. But the players have gotten bigger, faster, stronger, Right. obviously it's, it's just the natural output. evolution it's the natural output. evolution of, of of humans and uh, of athletes um but yeah that bar for danielson i mean he's got to have the highest bar of excellence i think in AEW um and professional wrestling as a whole when when you see brian danielson come out i don't think you have the same high expectations for any other wrestler like he it, and he consistently clears it 
he's a walking four stars. Mm. Like walking. Yeah. And with him, it's not a formula and it's not a collection of moves. It's placement. It's timing. It's psychology. Everything. It's the story. Makes the, right? Everything makes sense in a Brian Danielson match. Yeah. There's never a point in time in which you scratch your head and you question like we did on a couple of other matches on this card of, of, of things. But uh, this strap match, really good. Um, kind of wish it wasn't a strap match just because it is the first match that these two have had. So it's like, if there is more to come from this, where do you go from here? Right. And I don't right. think there is. I, I, I thought it felt like, you know. They made the absolute best out of the situation. They made because, chicken salad. Right. And they ate their chicken salad, and now you can reset and move on. Um, Another feud that I think they need to move on from, at least in the, sh- the short term, it's uh another must-watch for me, and that is Takeshita taking on Ken Omega. Like I said, man, the big four matches, crush it. That's right. Um. Kanosuke Takeshita is also that dude, man. Um, Kenny Omega played his part extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, the story with Kenny and being callousless continues. It's so good. It's so good. Like, I hate to compare like WWE to AEW necessarily all the time. This is just showing that there is a different way to do things than we've been accustomed to for the last 20 to 25 years. We're used to seeing our main stars of the show have bad things happen to them. Right. But then ultimately not be affected by those bad things that happen to them. And it's so cool here in AEW to see that, man, a sucky thing happened to Kenny Omega. And he really hasn't been all right ever since it happened. Right. (laughs) And it's not one or two or three weeks. We're going on months now. Right. This, this is this has been a thing. Right. I mean, you count his loss to Will Ospreay at Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. You count him being the one who took the fall from Wheeler Yuta yep. in Anarchy and, in the Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Kenny, was Kenny the one who was pinned in all, all in? Wish I could remember. I don't recall. But now losing to Takeshita, um, it puts it up there. Takeshita is a made guy now. Mm-hmm. Um, so sick that he's so young and so uh, so ready. He feels so ready and primed for that next level of opportunity for him. And I'm curious to see where how the the building the rebuilding process for Kenny Omega comes along right um he's a guy who is a perennial main eventer on this card um it is it's very good to see him like uncharacteristically be on the losing end of so many matches and him being the one who took the fall. I think you've got an update for me. Yeah, Takeshita did um, uh, pin Omega in the six-man back a week ago. Right, so Kenny Omega has been taking L after L after L. The The fall is, is definitely here. Um, 
It's curious to see when he gets his mojo back, but right now it's all firmly in the hands of Takeshita. Um, but this is a throwback to Kenny too, man. Kenny showing old form. It's not very often we see Kenny in singles matches, and when we do, it's a, it's a treat. Um, he, he definitely knows how to put them together, and this match with Takeshita is one of them. Um, I'm just going to second, and I'm going to knock the four must-watches right out of the way. Uh, for me, um, must-watch is Claudio Casanoli and Wheeler Yuta versus uh, Eddie Kingston and Katsuri Shibata. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm with you. There's a match that has definite feud implications. This match rocked. Yeah, it's 16 <laughs> uh, minutes of rocking. It is amazing. Uh, the pace they set was very good. Everyone got their stuff in. Everybody shined. And, and left some on the table. There's still more on the table. Like, how do you get a full meal and leftovers? Right. Yep. And that's exactly what we got here. Absolutely. Um, you know, a spoiler alert. Claudio up with the uppercut. Just, I, a, just a regular European uppercut. I mean, right. A regular for Claudio. Right. Um, it's a garden variety Claudio Casagnoli European uppercut. I haven't been watching the Ring of Honor shows. Um, so maybe I've been missing this. And I know. I, th- I feel like on TV he had it. He hit the uppercut and it was like a knockout shot like a week or two ago. And then now he did it again tonight. Like, I really hope that Claudio hitting like the flush uppercut is is a dunzo. Um, you know, can't have too many finishers, man. Um, you know, Swiss death, the UFO, uh, the, the swing, the neutralizer, the, neutralizer, the Ricola bomb, um, you know, add the uppercut to just another way that Claudio can beat you. Um yeah, really cool to see. Uh, really cool kind of dream grudge uh, tag match. Yeah, because it's a double grudge. It's technically a double grudge match because there's mm-hmm. definitely a story left on the table between Katsuori Shibata and Wheeler Yuta. Right, Yuta trying to get his uh, pure title back. Right, and, and Shibata uh, just doing Shibata things. And I'm so happy and excited that Shibata is in his Shinsuke Nakamura era. Of his life where he's like, I've done the hard living and now I'm here to reap the benefits and mm-hmm. the fruits of my labor. And I'm here for 80% Shibata and 80% Shibata is still like better than 100% almost anything else. Yeah. Um, he's one of those elite all timers for me. Um, and I'm glad that they still use him, use him kind of sparingly. And it's special when Shabbat is around, even though he is the pure champion. Um, which means that if they ever do turn the knob up on frequency for Shabbat, it's just going to be awesome, I think. Yeah. Um, I have one, uh, one more must watch. I think we have the same must watch, but I'm curious. Right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it to. Miro and Powerhouse Hobbs. Okay. Um, a little long. Fifteen forty is the official match time here on Wikipedia, the mm. most trusted source of wrestling information. Um, so a little long, but I'm here for big meaty men slapping meats, and 
there were points in the match where I was like, oh, this is this is going long. But I think for the most part, um, it was cool to see Hobbs go into deep waters. Mm-hmm. Miro is on that tier up of star for AW, mm-hmm. uh, whether you're looking at his social medias, um, you're looking protected. at the reaction he gets, right? Miro's protected. Um, when he loses, it means something. And when he wins, it, it means something. Um, so this was a big win for Miro. And they also get Hobbs's heat back and take care of some business. Um, there's a couple, there's there, a couple of things here that, that make it less than must watch for me. Yeah. So I'm going to end the must watch with the end of the match. So for me, I think it would be must watch if they cut maybe three or four minutes off of the match. Okay. And they tightened it up a little bit because there's definitely some spots where it just lingers a little. They kick out of it and they 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 move forward, but for me, it is a little bit on the long side. Um, the introduction of hot and flexible C.J. Perry, uh, never really named her. Um, they just said Rusa or M- Miro's wife. Hot um, and flexible hot wife. Hot flexible wife. Um, so we, I feel like we need to talk about this. Sure, let's. I was baffled, Mr. Tim. Really? Her husband, Jake the Snake Robert, is getting beat up mm-hmm. real bad by Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. No signs of hope. Okay, yeah. no fight. No. Nah. Defenseless. Powerhouse Hobbs putting that work on him. Her little Tron hits. Hot and flexible. She comes out. Just like the just like the the Krispy Kreme sign. Bing. She's smiling. Yeah, because it's the well, first time. She ain't been in a crowd in like four years. But her husband is getting He's fine, he's a grown man. Beat up. Tong Po's gonna do just fine. She then stops on the ramp to hit her beauty shot. No. She, she stopped on she the does. ramp to take her shoes off. And she hit her beauty shot. Well she posed. Well Cam. It multiple things. Count to three, Mississippi. Gotta get got her pose in. You gotta get your shoes off somehow. Then she hits the ring. Uh huh. Then she grabs the chair. Well, and she, she grabs and the then, chair and then she, she gets and then the she ring. Hand, but, and then she kabongs. I I was just baffled by the series of events. So <laughs> at least when Jeff Hardy came back, so <laughs> he was hitting them. Uh, Hardy guns with the extra uh uh in the hips, and he hit it running. He hit the juke. He was proceeding towards the basket. Well, I never stopped momentum. I have a question. What was Jeff Hardy wearing heels? I don't remember. Unbeknownst to you, (laughs) he was wearing boots with lifts, probably, and that's that's just the same. She stopped to do her pose and was smiling while her husband was getting beat up. And for her being an award-winning actress, I just, I guess I expect a little more. Respectfully, if I were CJ Perry, I would stop and pose as often as I could. But that's neither here nor there. I was not. um, Maybe that's why at the end of the whole deal, Miro's like, what took you so long? You stopped and posed. If they go back on, on Dynamite or Collision <laughs> so and they course that. correct it, and that's the reason why he was mad at her, then you, you, you know what? I'm I'm here for it. You need to light a fire under your behookus and you need to get to the ring and help me. 
But Mr. Tim, you mentioned another match uh, that was must watch for you. It sounds like we didn't have the same. So what was uh, your must watch? And I'm sure you could easily pick this match apart like me. I picked yours. But for me, my grade for must watch is matches that exceed my expectations going in. FTR and the Young Bucks versus Bullet Club Gold. Okay. To me, that's a must-watch match. Hmm. I think that FTR and the Young Bucks worked very well with each other, and I'm super high on the Bullet Club Gold team. It is a classic example of the sum of its parts being greater than the whole, or the whole being greater than the sum of its parts. Bullet Club Gold is one unit. Them beating two make sh- two teams that just a week ago beat the dog out of each other in London, but it's it's very wild. We talked about it on Viewers Choice for All In. FTR and the Young Bucks do not do well as opponents. I feel like for whatever reason they don't clash as well. They have shared opponents that they look extravagant against. In this case, all four of them looked fantastic against Bullet Club Gold. This is the best possible outcome of a match for all parties. I'm sure this match went extremely long. I'm going to guess like 24 minutes. Um, What does Wikipedia say? Let me look real quick. It went 21.35. Okay, so... I'm a little I'm a little long, but still, I think the match was really great. Um, the stories they told of like the there was often times where the Young Bucks and, and FTR knew what the teams were going to do, so they could interchange parts to can to do the thing. But it was it's not as good as the cohesive unit who only needed to do one joint thing to win right yeah like they they took every punch um they took every shot that the makeshift four-man team had to offer right as as cute as it was as entertaining as it was um and yeah they just they had better better cohesion at the the end of the match when it counted um so i like that and i'm always a fan of the regular unit defeating the makeshift team right um i'm always here for that um it's hard to pick a must skip like true in spirit because once again i don't know if this is as good as it is a different kind of good from all in mhm all in was an incredible spectacle. It was an experience. It was an experience. It was a tremendous ultimate playing of the hips by AEW. Um, tonight was a little grittier. Everything had to scratch and fight and claw to get the end result. Um, so I'm looking over the card I like the ROH tag title. I don't think it's must skip. Uh, yeah, like a lot like, of people are into the MJF and, and Cole thing. Um, I'll be here for when it blows off. Right. Let me, you know, we all know where it's heading eventually. I'm 
you know, let me know. <laughs> let me know when dinner's ready. Let me know when the exit, when we come yeah, up on the exit. You know, I don't, out. I'm not going to keep checking in every two minutes to see, you know, how it's browning. I'm not, I'm not interested in the process. Right. Um, I thought Luchasaurus and Darby Allen was better than it, than I thought it was going to be. It was Darby Allen's, it was, it was towards the top tier of Darby Allen's big man, little man spectacle match right considering the luchasaurus is not we're not very high on the luchasaurus man um, uh, at all but yeah that one that one delivered the goods man i thought that, uh, i thought stat uh, stat and ruby soho was definitely at replacement level yeah it wasn't ex- it wasn't excellent it was good it was yeah ruby to me is at her best when she's facing somebody bigger than her which is pretty often but it's when she's going against somebody uh, who wrestles, wrestles bigger than right. her. Yeah. Um, I think that always plays to her strengths the best. Um, so I thought that was pretty good. And um, I mean, Samoa Joe and Shane Taylor. It was a cool eight minute sprint. Right. 625 was the official match time. Yeah. And I think it benefited from the little piece of business they did. With Before. with Cole or with Cole MJF and Samoa Joe, kind of cranked up the intensity on that match. So, um, yeah, man, this was like again, AEW doesn't miss on pay per view. Um, it's been a long time since I think they had a, a clear swing and a miss. Um, I'm super happy with the show. I thought it was great. You know, for for a debate of like. Is this pay per view where like because you know it's a lot, especially now, you know we've kind of when we were coming up as fans, two pay per views a month was commonplace. Mm-hmm. You had your WWE and your WWF pay per views, and yeah, they were thirty bucks a piece and not fifty, right? I mean, WCW and WWF. Right, that's what I mean. Um, WCW WWF pay per views, and they were both thirty bucks a piece, but you still had two pay per views a month. And then with the invent of uh, the WWE Network and us getting all of these pay-per-views for free, now that we're having to, you know, redistribute our dollar in a di- in a different way than before, it makes us question whether or not these cards are worth it, right? Um, now, granted, I would have loved to have not paid $100 worth of wrestling over the last two weeks. Yeah, a little steep. It's a little pricey. Do I think it's worth it? Borderline, yes. Like, I think that it's good. Um, I think that I'm curious to see what happens next year. They've already announced All In is going to happen again the week before All Out. They need to make a concerted effort. To make all in and all out equally special and not have maybe one or two things floats over from all in to all out. But I would like to see two separate cards that mean equal. I don't, it's the problem you run into at WrestleMania night one and night two. And uh, when um, Wrestle Kingdom did two night Wrestle Kingdoms, Mm -hmm. it's the same thing. You're going to get into a comparison game of which card is better. And that's what we did this time. We had all in and all in was a spectacle and it was the biggest show and it was the greatest show of all time. And it was 91,000 paid. 
And then you have Little All Out, which is the CM Punkless show in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, and the dark cloud of everything that happened with All In is here. And it had to persevere through all of that. And thankfully for us as 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 the viewers, it does. Yeah. But um They pulled it off, man. They pulled it off. Um backs against the wall, against the odds. Nobody thought we could do it. Look at us. Look at us. Um, but they did it, man. Um they did it. It's it's unconventional and again, um, we're so used to things being done a certain way for 20, 30 years. Um, but they did it, man. They did it. Um, you know, nobody was complaining when uh, it was Memphis and every every Monday, um, I believe, I think that's when Memphis ran, uh, whatever night of the week it was, I think it was Monday. Every Monday, it's this is the biggest card in the history of the Mid-South Coliseum. All right. Well, coming up next Monday is the biggest card in the history of the Mid South Coliseum. Um, granted, AW has has TV, whatever, but again, it's just the evolution of the business. Um, it's unconventional, but they pulled it off. I would absolutely love if one of these cards next year is streaming on Max. <laughs> Please, I could definitely use the break um, and not not spending a hundred dollars. Um, I mean. It- we love the opportunity business as much as anybody, but we don't need to rely on that for right. our wrestling addiction. <laughs> yeah, I don't need my opportunity habit to support my wrestling habit. Right. Um, let's get out of here with some MVPs. Let's Who do you it. Got? Uh, it can only be one, Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Um, there's a reason why he was focused on in the a closing shot of the pay-per-view. Even in a losing effort, Orange Cassidy is the MVP. He took himself to another level, just like he took the inter- the All-Atlantic Championship and leveled it up to another level and made it the international title. I'm very curious to see what happens with Orange Cassidy without the international championship and how long it takes him to get back in a title hunt. Um, hopefully it is a little after Maxwell Jacob Friedman is done with uh, his title. Let's go wrap it up. Like, yeah. All right. Enough. Put, I, put I like the, MJF. Put right the belt now. on OC. Yeah. Too true. little too late for me. Yeah. Um, but of course, uh, we thank you so much for joining us. If it's your first time here, your first time in a long time, we absolutely appreciate it. NorthSouthConnection.com. It's your home for so much that we have to offer and in, in the audio side. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Search for North South Connection. Uh, a few of our podcasts are both simulcast for audio and video. So subscribe, like the videos, share it with friends, uh, let us know what you got. And there's also some exclusive content that's on there. Uh, JT and Ryan's Excellent Adventures up there. The Cronoso series. Touchdowns, Turnbuckles is there. Um, the What If series with JT and Aaron um, all on there as well. It's exclusive to YouTube. But we appreciate you guys listening. The next time we'll be here, I think will be wrestle dream october 1st <laughs> i don't think the wwe has another pape yeah i think that's i think wwe's next. next pay-per-view fast lane is in october after 
Um, so we have a little bit of breathing room, which is awesome. I'm excited for that. But um, for Marcus, I'm Tim. If you enjoy what we do here, check us out. Uh, TNM shows, Final Wrestling Place. We love all that. Shout out to our friends over at the soon-to-be-named network, at Odds Wrestling, We Need Wrestling. Um, but thank you so much for joining us here. We'll be back in a, in a couple weeks for Wrestle Dream AEW style. But uh, regardless of what we say, whether we think what's must and watch must skip, inevitably, the choice is yours. It feels good having you say that and not having me pitch to somebody else. <laughs>